apologising for like dog. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam McGuire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined as always by Star Sport Editor Kieran McCarty. Before we kick things off, I'd just like to give a gentle reminder to our listeners and viewers to please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and YouTube. We have a brilliant show lined up for you today and unfortunately it's the final Star Sport podcast of the year but as I said great show lined up and to kick things off we're going to be counting down the top 10 biggest West Cork sporting stories of the year and what a year it was. From West Cork's emergence as a rugby powerhouse to our growing dominance in the world of rowing. 2021 has been a year to remember from a West Cork sporting perspective. Another of the biggest stories of the year has been the story of Rand Logue and their incredible double winning season. Before 2021, Rand Logue had never won a county football title and now they've claimed two and also promotion to Junior A for 2012. Later on today's show, we'll be chatting to Shane Patterson of Randall's about a famous year in the club's history. But Kieran, before we look at the top 10 moments and before we chat to Shane, we have to briefly speak about Dominic Casey. On last week's podcast, we spent 20 minutes ranting and raving about Paul O'Donovan's exclusion from the RTE Sports Person of the Year shortlist. But I think it's time we gave the national broadcaster their due. As thankfully, they didn't overlook coach casey's brilliant year uh, dominic casey is a is a living legend when it comes to irish and skibbereen rowing so it was a very deserved accolade um for for dominic um the rt sport 2021 manager of the year because dominic is rowing ireland's lightweight coach so he oversees the lightweights um at, at irish level and what a year they had like you said jack we spoke about paul and finton before what they achieved in 2021 was never achieved before they were utterly dominant in the men's lightweight double they won olympic gold that's the first time irish rowers ever won olympic gold they won european gold they won world cup two gold they won gold at hinley and they were the first irish crew ever to win uh, the double skulls at hinley and they also set a uh, world's best time so in terms of of 2021 for the Irish men's lightweight double. It just couldn't get any better. And on top of that, Dominic is also coach of the lightweight women's double that went all the way to the Olympics. And that was a young crew of his daughter, Aoife Casey and Margaret Kremen from Rochestown. And they finished a brilliant eighth place overall. And that was a crew at the start of the year that wasn't even in the reckoning to get to the Olympics. Yet they got there, finished second in the B final for, like I said there, an eighth place finish. And also worth mentioning Lydia Heafy as well, another um, Irish lightweight rower. Lydia is from out the road in Lep and um, at World Cup 2 in Lucerne earlier this year. She won her first ever senior international medal. So there are just some of the highlights from the lightweights in, in 2021. So it's easy to see why Dominic was picked as the, the coach of or the manager of the year. But like I said, this man is a living legend. Um, he started rowing back in the late 70s with Skib. And his love and passion and drive for the sport, it's the same now as, as it was back then. He's like the, the energizer bunny of, of Irish rowing and when it, when it comes to coaching. 
And one of his, there's so many secrets to his success or keys to what makes Dominic such a good coach. But one of those is his relationship with the athletes. He's very much athlete driven and he puts them at the center um, and focus of, of his plans. And Paula Donovan spoke about it on Saturday night at the RT Sports Awards when he said one of the keys to Dominic's success is that he takes on board feedback from, from the roars and then they alter and they change plans to suit. So Dominic's not, Dominic is not a dictator where he says, do this, do this, do this, do that. He takes on board what the roars say, they formulate a plan. The athletes feel very comfortable with that plan. And you can see from the results that Irish roars are, Irish lightweight roars are up there with the best in the world. And it's no coincidence too, Jack, that since Dominic came on board with Rogue Ireland in 2016, that Irish lightweight rowing has enjoyed unprecedented success. It's been incredible. And on top of that, he's also the man who's taken Skibbereen Rowing Club up to the top of the charts in Irish rowing. So very, very, very deserved success for Dominic. Um, he's had a few words, like we saw in the awards the last night, but it, it'll, it'll mean a lot to him, to his family, to the club and everyone who knows Dominic. Absolutely. So welcome recognition for Dominic and for Skibbereen Rowing Club as a whole, despite everything that we said on this podcast last week. Anyway, Kieran, we're going to turn our attentions now to the top 10 West Cork sporting moments of the year. And naturally, these are subjective. So if we've left out any of your own personal favourites, we want complaints on a postcard to Kieran McCarthy at the Southern Star because this is his list. I had nothing to do with it. I'm just going to facilitate the chat. So if your particular sporting highlight has been left out, please direct all complaints to Kieran. And number 10 on your list, Kieran, and you are counting them down this year. Last year, we just did an overall list of sporting moments, but you've actually ranked these this year. So you're pitting West Cork athletes against one another. And the first one is Mr. Beamish Cup himself, Johnny Kenny, Johnny Kelly, even, excuse me, Johnny, and Dunmanway Town's remarkable season. We've had Johnny on the podcast a number of times, a great character and an even better soccer player, Kieran. If you want to win a West Cork League Beamish Cup, you've got to get Johnny Kelly in your team. Johnny's won the Beamish Cup four times now, twice with Togger Celtic before, and now twice with back-to-back champions, Dunmanway. And how Dunmanway Town won this during the summer, it was rider-over stuff, because Johnny Kelly was, was the Dunmanway captain, and he scored the cup-winning goal two minutes from the end of their of their final against Clannacilty up at Turner's Cross. So it, it was a magical moment for Johnny, a magical moment for for Dunmanway Town as they, they defended their Beamish Cup title. And like I said, it was Ryder Rover stuff. And um, he was a talk of the town after his Cup winning exploits and he deservedly takes his place in the top 10. Absolutely, Kieran. No arguments there. And next on our list is what you've labelled nerves of steel. And that was Linda Collins' introduction and match winning performance against Kilkenny in the All-Ireland Camogie semi-finals so why has linda's uh match winning score been included here kieran i think big moments need big players and linda collins stepped up she was cork captain this year and um, the cork senior camogie team but linda was dropped to the bench for the all-ireland semi-final against kilkenny so she was obviously disappointed with that but instead of sulking and letting her head go down when she was introduced she took the game by the scruff of the neck and she made a huge difference and she actually won the game for for cork so um, Cork were up against the reigning and Ireland champions Kilkenny were gone into injury time it was level it was 14 points to 111 and then the, the ball fell to, 
to, to Linda. I think it was in the third minute of injury time and 45, 50 yards out, she just stroked it over the bar for the match-winning point. Like I said, nerves of steel. And it was a sensational score to win the game and send Cork through to, to the All-Ireland final. And I've described it too as a clutch moment because... Um, when she had when she had the ball, she had only one thing on her mind, and that was to go for the point. And she and she backed herself, and she scored the point. So it was a incredible moment of sport this year, an incredible incredible moment for for, for Linda Collins. So again, it's earned its place in the top ten. Yeah, no arguments for me with that one either, Kieran. And the next one could have been much higher on the list were it not for a heartbreaking final few minutes in Parky Cueve a number of weeks back, and that's. The Clonakilty's, the Clonakilty footballers run to this year's Premier Senior Football County Final. You could argue if they had won the game here, that may have been number one on your list. But as it is, they're number eight Clonakilty footballers back in the big time. Well, this stood out for me, Jack, is the Clonakilty. They're the sleeping giants of, of club football in Cork. And for the, for the last couple of years, they were underachieving. But in 2021, it was the year the pieces of the jigsaw slotted in and it started to come together for Clan. And first, they got out of the group stage for, for the first time. Then they beat Tuhalo in the quarterfinal by coming back from six points down, three laughs, the last seven in a row. Then they beat Douglas in the county semi-final and did a brilliant first-half performance there. That put them into the county final against the Bears. And for all of the Clan of Kilty starting 15, it was a first county senior football final. But on the day itself, up in Parky Cueve, they didn't let the nerves get the better of them. They really put it up to the bars. But there was heartbreak just at the end. Stephen Sherlock got the bars winner um, deep into injury time. But if Clan had won that game, no one would have no one would have said they didn't deserve it because Clan were superb that day as well. Um, it's a fine line between success and coming up just short. And unfortunately for Clan, they came up short in 2021. But the blocks are in place for Clan to build on that in 2022. And that's the challenge for them now to show that they're, that this season wasn't a flash in the pen, to show that they can be annual contenders. So in some way, the hard work starts now, but they can still look back on 2021 as a year where they showed their, their promise. They made a big breakthrough and now they need to build on that. Yeah, big year for Clan Kilty next year as they look to follow up this year's Brilliant performances throughout the season. Next up, Kieran, is the most recent inclusion on this year's list. I think, yeah, I'm going to say it's the most recent one. And it was Dara McElhenney's brilliant silver medal at the European Cross Country Championships in Dublin last Sunday week. So what a what an end to what had been a frustrating year for Dara. Yeah, I've I've said it before. I'm a huge fan of Darren McElhinney. He's been on, he's been around the block for the last couple of years. Yet he only turned 21 years old in November. He was a superb underage talent, um, one of the best in in the country. And he's now after transcending from from a junior to senior athlete, and he's winning two at adult level. And why he silver medal at the under 23, um, in the, why he silver medal in the under 23 men's event at the European Cross Country stands out is because. It was on a huge stage, like the European Cross Country is a huge event and he won a silver medal in that men's under 23 race. He was only four seconds behind Charlie Wicks from Great Britain, uh, the winner. And Dara said after it was one of his best ever performances and he did it in front of a of a home crowd, in front of his family and his friends. And he also led the Ireland under 23 men's team to a brilliant gold medal as well. So 
it was just the perfect end for, like you said, Jack, a frustrating year for Dara. It's worth noting, too, that back in the summer, he became the first West Cork man ever to run a sub four minute mile when he clocked um, three minutes, 58 seconds over in a race in Wimbledon. So that was a highlight for him. But his silver medal in the men's under 23 at the European Cross Country, he says, is the best he's done so far. Yeah, so a big year ahead for Dara McElhenney as well next year as he looks to follow up. Next up on our list is the Haven Heroes, and this is the continued rise and rise and rise of the Castlehaven ladies footballers who've been enjoying stellar success over the last number of years, Kieran. Yeah, quick mention here too to the O'Donovan Russell ladies who won the Junior B County title um, this season. But the Haven ladies, um, they earned their place on the top 10 just off the back of their sensational run over the last couple of years. They've now won Junior C, Junior B and Junior A three years in a row and they're going to go up to intermediate for 2022. And it's the manner of their victory against Donnie's in that all, all West Cork County final um, up in CIT a couple of weeks ago that really stands out. There was just no separating Castlehaven and Donnie's after full time, after extra time, it went to a 30 meter uh, free shootout. And after the first five, there was still no separating them. And then it went to a sudden death in their, in, their, in their shootout. And then it was in the 12th or 13th round where Castlehaven defender 18th century, 18th century uh, sorry, became the Haven hero when she got the winning kick. So uh, another incredible season for Castlehaven ladies. And the only way is up for them right now. Yeah, number five on our list then as we crack in to the much vaunted top five is the aforementioned Randall Logues, who we discussed at the top of the show. So we might not dwell too much on this one, Kieran, because we're going to speak to Shane Patterson of Randall Logue after the break. But they are fifth on our list, their historic double in 2021. Number four then, we're switching our attention to the oval ball and the continued emergence as West Cork of of West Cork as Ireland's rugby powerhouse and again Kieran, what a year it was for the likes of Gavin Coombs and Fanine Witcherly. Yeah if you go back to earlier in the year Jack we ran a 16 page special in the Star Sport just on the on the rise of West Cork rugby and how local rugby players are starting to take over and then that shone through then in the summer when both Gavin Coombs and Fanine Witchley both won their first Ireland senior caps. It was in the, the summer series. First, Gavin made his debut when he came on as a sub against Japan. Then the following week, Fanine came on in the summer series win against the USA. And for the last 22 minutes of that match against the USA, both Gavin and Fanine were on the pitch for the Ireland senior rugby team at the same time. And that, if you want to see the growth of West Cork rugby, that was it right there. Uh, Gavin is after a sensational year. He was crowned Munster Men's Rugby Player of the Year back in the summer, and he was the youngest ever winner of that award. He's had he's on such a high at the moment, and Fanine isn't too far behind either. So another two trailblazers to follow in the footsteps of Darren Sweetenham, who was the first West Cork man to win a, a Senior Ireland Rugby Cap a couple of years ago. So West Cork Rugby, it isn't going away, Jack. Absolutely not, Kieran. Now on to the top three, and there's no surprises that all three of the top three are Olympic related. And in the third position, it is the guest we had on last week's podcast. It's the history maker. It's the Balanine bullet. It's Phil Healy's performances at the Tokyo Olympics. Yeah, as we know, the Olympics roll around once every four years and we had to wait five years for the Tokyo Olympics. So it's no surprise that, like you said, the 
the top three are all Olympic moments and Phil Healy comes in at number three. The Battling Bullet became the first Irish woman ever to compete in three different events at the same Olympic Games. That was an incredible achievement. She raced with the Irish mixed 4x400 metre relay team that qualified for the Olympic final and she also raced in the individual 200 metres and 400 metres. So, um, like you know, Jack, Phil is just um, on and off the track. She is such an incredible ambassador, not just for for her sport, but also for West Cork. And she put us firmly on the map again in the summer with her achievements. And it's also worth noting that she won um, the Irish 200-meter uh, title in the summers as, as well. And she just keeps on getting better and better and better. And she's only just turned 27, and the Paris Olympics are only a couple of year, years away now. So there's still a lot more to come from Phil Healy. Yeah, brilliant stuff from Phil on last week's podcast as well. So I'd urge anyone who hasn't heard that one yet to check it out. It's Phil looking back on what an amazing year she had. Number two is the Mahona Marvel, Emily Hegarty's amazing Olympic performance where she picked up a bronze medal, Kieran, and this just adds to the legend of Dominic Casey, Skibbereen Rowing Club, and their continued dominance at the highest level in the sport. This was a brilliant story. One of the real, the real sporting stories of, of the year, not just for West Cork, but, but, in, but in Irish sport. Emily is part of the Irish Women's Four that won a bronze medal at the Tokyo Games. And they're the first ever Irish women rowers to ever win a medal at an Olympic. So that's a moment of history right there. And it's the legacy that these four women will leave behind them that, that I think will be the big story from this because these four have shown that Irish women can win rowing medals at an Olympics. So they've opened the door there. So hopefully more can follow through. So in that four, you'd Emily, you'd Fiona Murta, you'd Emer Lam and Afri Kyo. And they were brilliant all year long. They only qualified for the Games, I think it was 69 days before the Olympics actually started. Uh, they did that by winning the final Olympic qualification regatta in Lucerne. And they took that momentum into the Tokyo Games and they were superb over there. Uh, the, I think it was the Australians and the, and the Netherlands took the top two positions in the final. But the Irish women's four, they came from fifth at a halfway point and they, they picked off China first and then they picked off Great Britain to finish in the bronze position. And like I said, um, just an incredible, incredible story for, for, for Emily Hegarty, who was the youngest of the crew. And it was the first time that Irish rowers had won a, an, an Olympic um, rowing bronze medal. Gary and Paul, back in 2016, had won an Olympic rowing silver medal. And as we go into, into the... Into the number one story now in a second, Jack, we'll see that the Olympic gold rowing medal follow too. So West Cork and Skibbereen Rowers now have the full collection of Olympic rowing medals. Well, you mentioned the number one moment of the year, and I think it's unquestionable, inarguable, and unlike the RTE Sports Person of the Year selection panel, we are going to honour Paula Donovan and Fintan McCarthy because Kieran simply put, they are the best in the world. We know class when we see it. Game knows game, Jack. Um, Paul, Paul and Finton were absolutely incredible in 2021. Every race they rode in in that Irish men's lightweight double, they won, whether it was a heat, a semi-final or a final. So first they won the European Rowing Championships back in April. Then they went to World Cup 2 in Lucerne and they won gold there. So they went over to the Tokyo Games as the, as the red-hot favourites to win Olympic gold but sport shouldn't be that easy favorites don't always 
always do what what they're meant to do and that's why sport is, is is so beautiful in a way that it's so unpredictable but Paul and Finton are just that good that even with the pressure of being favourites even with that weight of expectation not only in Skib in West Cork and Ireland but all around the world Paul and Finton did what they did best they won rowing races and they were superb all the way through the Olympics in their semi-final they set the world world's best time in the men's lightweight double so that's the fastest ever time in a double um and paul and finton did that and then in in the olympic final the german boat did put it up to them but paul and finton are just so good and they made that surge that trademark trademark surge and they won gold so at the moment they're olympic champions they're european champions and they are also world champions so they are the best in the world and in two weeks after that they went over to the Hindley Royal Regatta in England, more of a kind of a let the hair down regatta more than anything else. But they also won gold there and they became the first Irish um, men's crew to win the, the double skulls over in Hindley. So it was an absolutely incredible year for, for Paul and Finton. And it just doesn't get any better, um, Jack. I don't know how these two lads can ever go better than what they achieved this year. Like I said, they won gold in every international regatta they raced together. They won every race they were utterly dominant they're just just superb but um i was chatting to finton for our sports special that's coming out next week and he still thinks there's more to come from them he made a point that he's he's only 25 now and that he still hasn't reached his potential paul is just 27 and he's the best in the world and he's determined and keen to get better so if you have the best in the world and they still feel they can get better i, I just don't know where they'll go from here but um it is definitely take the number one spot in our top 10 yeah, you can be certain they won't be resting on their laurels and glowing in the afterglow of their successes this year. They'll be planning ahead and looking to build on what they achieved this year. So there is your top 10 West Cork sporting moments of 2021. After the break, we're going to be chatting to Shane Patterson of Randall Oak, who was a part of the Randall Oak side that won two county titles this year. The first they'd ever won in their history so coming up after the break we'll be chatting to shane thanks for listening to the star sport podcast number one for sport in west cork before 2021 rand logue had never won a county football title and now they've claimed two and also promotion to junior a for 2022 it was an incredible season for randall's they were fifth on our top five top ten West Cork Sporting Moments of 2021. And Kieran, we're going to chat to Shane Patterson in a moment. But just put into context, context. My, I'm slurring my words today, Kieran. I think it's all the Christmas festive cheer and that I've been enjoying over the last few days. But uh, put into context why this was such a historic year for Randall Logue. First, Jack, just the beauty of West Cork sport that you've the Randall Oak footballers up there with the likes of in the conversation with Paul O'Donovan, Phil Healy, Gavin Coombs. Like it just it's what it's what makes West Cork sports so special because it's right across all the different sports and it's from it's from local level here in West Cork all the way up to the to the world stage. And people are probably sick of listening to us in this podcast at this stage by saying that West Cork is the best place in Ireland right now for sport because it's diversity and range of sports people that we have in our midst. And that's why Randall's success this year, it just, it was absolutely brilliant to see. Um, not only did they win one county title, but they won two. So that was the Junior B Football Championship and the Junior B Divisional Football Championship. So they won a rare and unique county double and they just missed out on clinching a treble when they lost the Junior B County Hurling Final to Belgooley a couple 
couple of weeks back as well. So um, for, for a small club like Randallogue from, from Ballina Carragher to do what they did was incredible. And I caught up with Shane Patterson, who is one of their mini jewel stars, and he was also captain of the hurling team, just to, just to get his take on what this year was like. Join now on the Star Sport podcast by Randallogue jewel star Shane Patterson to to chat about and reflect on an incredible year, or incredible couple of months for for um for Randallogue. Two county titles will be resting in the clubhouse over the Christmas period and into the new year after a dream season. Uh, Shane, um, first off, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, and look, and thank, thanks for the thanks for the invite and the and for for asking me to participate. Um. You, I'm going to call you one of the elder statesmen of, of this Randall Oak team. You've been there, you've done that, you've seen a lot with the club. Where does the past season rank in what you've seen over the years? Actually, I don't. It probably, it probably hasn't hasn't matched in my playing time anyway. You know, I think over the years look, we, had a, we, had, we had success maybe back 20 years ago, probably 2000 was the last time we, we, had, we had a good bit of success. Uh, 99, 92, 87, if you go back that far, you know. Um, but certainly in the last 20 years while I've been active in the club we haven't seen this kind of success um, you know in, in both codes It's been absolutely incredible and I was looking just looking through some of the numbers to highlight what the season Randall Oak have had he had 28 games in 29 weeks between hurling and football since June he played in 8 different championships he won 2 county titles and a Carberry title I think um, there was 29 players on the football panel 24 on the hurling and 12 play on on both teams, uh, beat Colleen in the County Junior B football final, um, beat Tripsy just last Friday night in the County Junior B divisional football final, almost had a County treble, Shane, uh, just missed out in the County Junior B hurling title, lost to Belgoule. Like when you're just listening to the some of those stats and facts, like it just highlights what a what a special season it was for Randalls. Look, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I suppose look, probably never be matched again, like, you know, and we're, Delighted to be part of it, and you know, and as as you mentioned, there we twenty nine players on the the football and twenty four on the hurling, and you know, a lot of those players got a huge amount of game time over the years, over the year, um, you know, and that that's that's important as well. Like you know, we have players there, and play, obviously we're playing so many games, you're going to have to use the bench and, and stuff like that. And we, you know, those players there maybe started the year they weren't going to get their game, and as the year went on, they became fundamental parts of the team, um. You know, and that's 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 the whole thing with us. Like, you know, we enjoy playing. We enjoy the the, the club is a great has a great culture. You know, it's all inclusive. Um, you know, we we invite people in, in, in into the group, um, and we try and give 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 guys as many games uh, as they can. And um, certainly this year we had a, a number of um, uh, new members to the panel, and you know they really drove us on. Like success breeds success, and you can't beat winning. But to to play twenty eight games in twenty nine weeks, what what was that like from a player's point of view? And like, and you were one of those players who were between the football and the hurling, so you were pretty busy. We were pretty busy, but you know, when you're when you're that busy, you don't think about it too much, you know. So it's about you know, generally we didn't train as hard, obviously. Like you know, you couldn't train as hard, like you know. But um, you know, as the games came on, and if you can stay injury free, and we were very lucky during the year, you know, we stayed injury free and. Look, Look, we know the scenario at the moment. It's with the COVID environment, and you know we were very lucky that we didn't have COVID or throw ball panels. Like you know, guys minded themselves, you know, and I think you know everybody took a bit of responsibility that way. But again, just on, on the injury front, like you know, we got away with it, and um, that's that stood as well over the year, like to 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 keep going, you know. 
Give an interview in this week's uh, Southern Star with Randall Oak Chairman Frank O'Donnell. And um, he talks about the community spirit in Ballinacarrig and the community spirit in the club. Talk to me a small bit about that, how everyone pulled together to, to help Randall achieve what you did this season. Yeah, sure. Look, I suppose we're, we're, we're a small club. We're probably one of the smallest in the division, really. We don't have a huge pick of players likewise we don't have a huge you know pick of voluntary people either like you know but everybody gets involved whoever can get involved gets involved um you know i i'm not going to mention any names here because i'm definitely going to leave out somebody like you know but like the people know who they are like you know and all the way from the the people who are involved in the administrative side to you know the people that are involved in the teams you know we've we've obviously the physios and even just the end of the game the other night it probably kind of epitomized what the club is about you know, do soup and sandwiches after the match. And, you know, we obviously, it was late, it was maybe 10 o'clock, half a senior time we finished the match. And, you know, outside in the footpath afterwards, the club had gone to all links and, and, and a lot of people got involved to make sandwiches, have soup there for the players after the match. And, you know, I, I thought it was, you know, there's a couple of photographs around and Facebook and stuff like that. And it was very nice. And it really kind of epitomised the community spirit that's there. Small gestures like that, that mean a lot, isn't it? It kind of shows how much, how important... The club is the community, no part of the community is to the club. And it's a relationship that's obviously working in Ballina Carrigan Randall's right now. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, it's, it, it's they go hand in hand, like, you know, um, you know, look, I suppose we we like we're only a crossroads. We have a we have a school, we have a church, we have a we have a local creamery, and we have the club. And the club is hugely important for what we do, like, you know, and um, you know, it's nice, you know, the, the um when we're winning and the, and the team is doing well more and more people come to the matches and you know, there's, there's, there's people that are obviously very vibrant in the community but there's also people that have moved away and you know, those people start coming to matches you know my own brother came down from Limerick he's at me Limerick again now to the matches with other guys that are living in Galway um, and they came down to the matches and you know they, they've travelled long distances to come and that's they're all fundamental to the community the world obviously they moved away we're working whatever else but seeing them coming back and you know joining the celebrations was great to see and he gave the Randalls fans and supporters plenty of, of, of high moments and great um, great reasons to, to cheer this year. If we were to talk through the 29 games, we'd be here for the night. But I'm going to look at some of the some of the county finals here. And I'm going to start with the County Junior B football final. Beat Colleen 210 to 1 6 up in Parky Ring to win the, the County Junior B title. And I think that was the first adult county title for the club as well. That was probably a tricky game going into that because you know Colleen so well from, from here in West Cork. And even though Randalls were favourites. Goalie are, are, are a good side themselves. So, what are your memories from that game? Yeah, look, I suppose the memories, I suppose looking back, are, are all good. Like what you're right, much you said, you know, it was a, a bit of a, a banana skin for us in some respects. We had beaten them in the West Cup final, we had beaten them convincingly. But, you know, over the years, in fairness to Goalie, you know, we have huge respect for them. You know, in my time playing them, there's never been much more than a kick of a ball in it. And, um, you know, even though we beat them in the West Cup final, I, you know, we gave them utmost respect for the match. And, you know, and to be fair to them, they gave a big battle on the day. We pulled away at the end, you know, I think even going into the third quarter, they were ahead at one stage. Um, but, you know, our guys really um, uh, put the shoulder to the wheel and we pulled away. We've look, we, we, we have some fantastic young players there. Um, and, you know, I, I suppose we had four, we had four minors. We had, I'd say the average age of the team is probably 22 or three. Mm-hmm. And it was, those young, they, they have great character, you know, they have great character and there's a great foundation for the club to move on. But um, and look, luckily we had them, and we we had match winners on the day, and going into the fourth quarter, like they came through. Like it was, a, it was a great result, and that was like you said, you'd won the West Cork before that, so that was that was two trophies in the bag. And I want to turn to the the county junior B hurling final against Belgooley. But the evening before, the day before, Shane, you were otherwise engaged. I heard you were groomsman for your for your brother's wedding. So how did that um how did that um tie in with preparations for the game? 
Uh, look, it was actually, actually last Saturday. Actually, was it was a, it was after the football final. I think I was the I was the reason why the match was on last Friday night. You know, look to be fair to Drip today, facilitated as well because they had um they had uh, they had a wedding on on Sunday. I think in County Clare. So um, look at all. It, it worked well. It was a great start to the weekend. Like you know, and um, um, it was great to get probably get the get the get the match done and concentrate on the match. And then obviously an important day for for the brother getting married and to focus on that thing come Saturday. Apologies there, I got my dates fixed up. See, there were so many big games at high points in Randall's season, it's hard to keep track of what you're all up to. So it was a was was there another guest of honour so at, at the wedding the last time? Were you able to bring the cups along? No, unfortunately, it wasn't the COVID. We weren't we weren't allowed to leave Parky Ring with the cups, so I think they were well marshaled there in both, both occasions. But look, we we, we know exactly uh, the, the the trophies have to say and, and the reasons for it. Like you know, but look, it was great to have it, and uh, you know, we had a great day at the wedding. And um, look, uh, obviously, we had an after the wedding there, and we met up with the team on Sunday and stuff like that. We were able to get some celebrations in there before the before the restrictions came on. And look, in, in fairness, everybody you know had self responsibility, and we we all did it in a safe manner as well. Uh, super stuff. And I'm going to go back so to the Junior B Hurling final a- against Belgouli. And like I said, um, Belgouli came out on top that day. They won 316 to 115. They got the goals at the probably crucial stages of the game just to keep you at, at arm's length. But you only had a week to recover for the County Junior B Divisional Final. How did you manage to bounce back so fast, Shane? Sure. I draw. We kind of um, we, we were taking every game. So that, that was one thing for Saturday. We were taking every game as it, as, as it comes, like, you know. And um, Look, going to the hurling and you know outside of it, like we 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 certainly thought we had a very good chance going into the game. You know, we didn't get ahead of ourselves by by no means. But uh, Belgouli were the best team on the day. To be fair to them, they they they, they beat us hands down. You know, and and fair play to them. Um, you know, um, we've looked back on it. We can say that yeah, you're right. Much you said the goals and then and they got the goals at the crucial times. But you know, when 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 we do really boil it down and we see why why did we perform or didn't win the game that day, the football all the football games we we're playing we're probably just catching up as a small bit. And you know, when you're playing hurling, you need you need to play hurling week in week out. And you know, there was four, five, six weeks where we were playing football on the trot, and I think our touch probably left us down that little bit. Like you know, but saying that, look, Belgouli fully deserved it. Uh, we got over it. We got over it relatively quickly. Like you know, I suppose we had to refocus for a county final that was coming up. And uh, in fairness to the, the management team on the football, um, David, um, Joe Collins, and um, Aidan O'Sullivan, you know, they managed it well as well. Like and they took, you know, we had a kind of a fun training session on Tuesday night before the match. They took the pressure off the lads, you know, and I suppose to a certain extent we had one football county on the in the bag, so it allowed people to express themselves and they go out and park the ring again last Friday night. And, you know, as I said, we've got some good, very good young players. You know, some of them will probably go on to play with the senior with the division stuff because they're really able to do that. And um, it was great to see him last Friday night ex- expressing themselves and showing um, um, everybody was at the game, uh, you know, t- the type of football that we can play. In a way, having the, the, the second county football final just a week after losing the Harding final, it probably didn't allow you to dwell in the disappointment of losing to Bill Gooley too much. Like you said there, you just switched very fast. You were playing Dripsy, good team, back in training on the Tuesday night. So in one way, having that football game, probably did it soften the blow of losing the county final some bit? It probably did because we just had to switch or we had to switch our attention so quick, like you know, and we as you as I just said in your practice said we, we couldn't dwell in it too much, like you know. And um on the other side of it, we you know, we probably were thinking about the hurling a bit and we we're probably taking the focus off the football. And you know, like everything, if you're more relaxed going into games, you can it's nearly all the better rather than be thinking about too much. So to a certain extent the, the hurling may have been a, a positive thing as well, like because people were, you know, trying to maybe see why why where where do we go wrong in the Belgoli game and then we're probably more like screen sort of football, like you know. But look it worked out well in the end, didn't it?
Uh, definitely worked out well in the end. Like you showed your character to, to beat Tripsy. A couple of late points got you over the line. And you, you finished uh, finished that day with two county um Junabee football titles to your to your name. Like what a what a season. Like to, to see those two cups or to have those two cups and to know that you've won them, like that must be a very special feeling as well. It, look, it is. This was if you're going into the game, and you know, I suppose if we look back, and if, if we had lost the game, we'd have probably say to ourselves that we deserve to win the first one, you know. But I think nobody can, and a bit like Bill Goodall in the hurling, nobody can say that uh, we didn't deserve to, deserve to win the Junior B football because we won both of them, and um, we won both of them, and um, the um, um, you know, obviously, if, if 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 once we won both of them, we were going to be. Um, we were going to be um, undisputed champions, really. Like you know, um, you know, we have good, we have good young players coming through, um, and you know, the young fellas really show character. Obviously, we were down a point going into injury time, and you know, they really pulled it out. Back. We got two points in injury time, and you know, in fairness, that character and that loan was was being built during the year. You know, we have to give a bit of special mention to to David Horn, uh, Joe Collins, and 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 Aidan Sullivan also, who have been, you know, they've been been kind of coaching us that throughout the years on how to manage games. Considering you've been on the go so much for so long, how are you going to switch off over Christmas? You're probably programmed now to just turn up at a, at, at a football ground and play a game. So what's the plan for the next couple of weeks to try and put the feet up and get some well-earned rest? That, that's it, yeah. I think it is a, it is a matter of getting the getting the, getting the the feet up and, um, you know, I think uh, probably relax a bit over Christmas. And look, we'll probably meet up with the lads over Christmas, stuff like that, and we can... Uh, um, you know, it's a celebration with Curtail now somewhat like, you know, but look, we'll, 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 we'll get to, we'll get to, to a point at some stage and where we can, we can celebrate in a couple of months time and stuff like that. And the 2022 season will be long coming around, Shane. And one of the, the rewards for Rendell's um, excellence this year, you'll be up in the Junior A football ranks. So up with the likes of Cora, Mary's and all these, and all these top Junior A football teams in Carberry. How much are you looking forward to testing yourselves against the likes of those, those, those sides? Yeah, look, after mo- I, I'd be hoping that the momentum that we built this year and it will kind of feed into to 2022. Um, there's no reason why we should be, you know, fearing the, the, these teams. Like, you know, and uh, the way we look at it, we look at it the positive. These guys will bring us along. You know, like when you're playing the top teams, look, we might uh, we might struggle at times. Like, but definitely for, especially when we when our team is so young, like, you know, this, this has to be, uh, I, I would like to think that um, testing themselves against the best around the uh, West Cork will certainly improve them further as, as years go on. Like you've obviously seen, well, you know a lot more about this Randall's team than, than most of us. Do you think this is the start of something? Do you think this Randall's team can get better and better? I would think so. Like, just take the age profile and take myself out of it. Like, you know, the, the next one down is, I think, Barry O'Driscoll. He's, he's in his early 30s and the rest. And like, as I said, the average age is 23 or 4. So, look, it's a matter of maybe, um, you know, these guys are going to college and stuff like that. And, um, you know, hopefully they'll get jobs in the in the in the... Cork County is in the, over the next couple of years and you know that they'll, they'll keep playing for the club um, and look we'll, we'll do our utmost probably to, to try and look after them as, uh, as, as they develop in their careers outside of playing as much as anything else Second last question so Shane before I let you go you're, you're, so, you're so good with your time but I'm looking for a star sport exclusive now Shane Patterson will be playing junior A football at Randall next year Do you know I'd, I didn't think you were going to ask me that question but all I would say is that Certainly, one thing is I, w- I would say is that uh, no team is but one player, and um, you know, as as stroke this year, you know, uh, there's been a big emphasis on the group, and there'll be a big emphasis on the group next year. And you know, as I said, we had, we had 29 players in the panel, and we've got full, um, you know, uh, faith in any one of those players to come in and do a job for the club. And uh, certainly, the future is bright, and as we go into 22 and beyond. Finally, looking back on a dream and memorable and mighty season for for Andalog, What's the one memory you'll cherish most from 2021? So look, I think the uh, 
the biggest memory really would be just obviously we played 28, 29 games and we we played with um you know we played uh, we played with guys we we grew up with and um, you know that's the most enjoyable thing afterwards and you know looking back at the ability to play 28, 29 games you know I know as, as I often say we we played junior B competition you know it's probably the, one of the lesser competitions in the county you know but we really do you know if at the end of the day we all kind of we play a sport to play a sport. But um, you know the way this, and you know the the fixtures and in, in, in Carcote and stuff are probably improving. But if you were playing senior in the morning, there's there's, there's a lot of gaps in the season. Hmm. You're not playing. You're not playing in the summer when 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 the when the pitches are in best nick. You're waiting because intercounty is all lit up and all that kind of stuff. So you know, I think you know for anybody that um, wants to play a J and and uh, wants to be playing week in week out, you know, I think it was a great season for the junior two competitions. Oh, brilliant. Um, enjoy your, your Christmas break. Put the feet up. You've all deserved it. And congrats on a superb season to everyone um, in Randallogue. Very good. Thank you very much, Kieran. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast, number one for sport in West Cork. Now, Kieran, before we wrap things up, we might just quickly flag that this week's Southern Star will be in shops on Wednesday this week. So, Wednesday is Saturday, so make sure to get out and pick up a copy book here and for those of our listeners who do go out and pick up a copy of wednesday's southern star i'll just say that one more time wednesday's southern star what can readers expect to find in this sports section even though it's december even though christmas day is just days away there's still a lot happening in west cork sports so we've two pages on randall oag's success this season including their match report from their win against Tripsy last weekend but also a very in-depth and long feature interview with their with their chairman frank o'donnell who's just looking back on on the season that they had and he's explaining how randall's have enjoyed the success that they've had so that that's well worth checking out uh newstone also won the carberry under 21 a hurling championship final last sunday morning that they beat on gales in ahio hill so we have a full page a report and reaction on that we also catch up with Corsi rovers um, hurling manager just to chat to chat to him after Corsi's brilliant season and Corsi's are true to the the Munster Intermediate Hurling Championship final that's against Kilmoyley on January 9th up in Limerick so um, Sean their manager is just telling us that they're taking a break this week that the, the, the lads are having a having a well-deserved down week before preparations crank up again for the Munster final we also have an interview with Darren McElhinney I caught up with him again Jack late last week just to chat about his European cross-country experience and like always it's just a great interview with Darren that's well worth checking out because his performance in the Europeans, he said, was so good in his own mind that he's now even reassessing his own goals for 2022. He's called it one of those rare breakthrough um, runs that athletes have. So good stuff again from Dara McElhinney. And there's loads more in there beside it. Um, I also have a quick look at the West Cork Sports Star Awards and the ongoing battle between Phil Healy and Paul O'Donovan for the, for the title of the greatest athlete in the history of the West Cork Sports Star Awards. Um, Paul has won more monthly awards than Phil at this stage. He's leading seven to six, Jack, right? But Phil has won more overall awards. She's two to one ahead. So between them, they've won 16 awards in the West Cork Sports Star since, since 2012, which is incredible. But it's no surprise either when you consider what both of them have achieved. And, and also we have a, a good interview with uh, Clan Rugby's Vicky McCabe, where she talks about uh, the growth of, of girls and women's rugby in the club. They have 170 girls registered with the club this season, which is a phenomenal number. So we've that and a lot, lot more, including Holly O'Sullivan's final column of the year, where he's a look at the at the Cork fixture, the proposed Cork 
club fixture plan for the for the year ahead and he's not happy he's not happy at all because he said it's a split season in name only with the leagues to start in February but the championships not to start in the summer so he's asking where is the sense in all of this so there's that and a lot more in Wednesday's Southern Star yeah sounds like it's absolutely jam-packed and definitely value for money and if for whatever reason you can't make it to a shop in West Cork, you can always subscribe to the Southern Star online. Just go to www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper. And if for whatever reason you haven't completed your Christmas shopping yet and you're looking for the perfect present for the West Cork sports lover in your life, why not buy them a subscription to the Southern Star's digital e-paper? You can subscribe for 12 months and read the Southern Star weekly for less than two euro per week less than two euro per week that's less than a bar of chocolate in some shops so get out there buy a subscription to the southern star and make someone's christmas extra special thanks for listening to the star sport podcast as i mentioned at the top of the show we're going to be taking two weeks off from the podcast but we'll be back in early january and we have big plans for 2022 if you enjoy these shows Please make sure to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Slán Tommel.